0: So I'm preaching on prayer today, but I figured I would start off with a couple of jokes. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's so enthusiastic. God bless you. All right. Out on the high seas, a fierce storm was raging and the captain of the ship realized that his vessel was sinking fast. So he called out, does anyone here know how to pray? One man fought through the winds and fought through his fellow sailors and he stepped forward and said, I, Captain, I know how to pray. Good, said the captain. You pray while the rest of us put on our life jackets. We're one (laughs) short. All right, I got another. So, here recently, Anthony and Tim and Hawk uh, they went hiking in the mountains. And while they were hawking, hiking, they, they while they were hawking, which is what it's called when you hike with Hawk, it's awesome. So they were hawking, and um, and they came upon a large, raging, violent river. They needed to get across the other side, but they had no idea how. So Anthony, being a man of prayer, He prayed to God saying, Please God, give me the strength to cross this river. Poof! God gave him huge, mighty arms and huge, mighty legs. And he was able to swim across to the other side. Although he did almost drown a few times. It was just torrential. But he made it across. So seeing this, Tim being a smart guy, he's like... So then he prayed. He said... Lord, please give me the strength and the tools to cross this raging river. Poof! God gave him a rowboat and he was able to row and he almost capsized a couple times and it took him about an hour, but he made it across to the other side. Hawk, he doesn't miss a thing. And so Hawk, seeing this, how it worked out for the other two, he prayed, please God, give me the strength and the tools and the intelligence to safely cross this river. And poof, God turned him into a woman. She then looked at the map that they'd been carrying all day. Hawk then walked up a couple hundred yards, saw it' crossed the bridge safely. Just for the record, the Lord doesn't do the poof thing, but any opportunity to, to, to bust chops, I got to tape. So, uh, a Barna study showed that four out of five Americans pray once a week. Four out of five, that's 80%. That same study showed that between 66 and 68% of those and those of us who pray once a week, we also pray once a day. And it's usually for our family. I love that when I'm desperate, I can run to God in prayer. I love that when I'm facing the fierce sea storms of life without a life jacket, that I can call out to God. I I love when, when I'm facing the torrential obstacles and rivers of life, and I'm desperate, that I can call out to God. But is that the only time that I talk to God when I'm desperate? Do I talk to God when I'm happy? Do I talk to God when I'm content? Do I talk to God just to tell Him how wonderful He is or how thankful I am for Him? Do I spend time just adoring our awesome God, confessing the heavy burdens and failures of life to Him, Martin Luther said this. He said, Prayer is a powerful thing. For God has bound and tied himself thereunto. None can believe how powerful prayer is and what it is able to affect, but those who have learned it, by experience. Mother Teresa had this to say about prayer. Prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself the great revivalist Leonard Ravenhill said this the self-sufficient do not pray the self-satisfied will not pray and the self-righteous cannot pray no man is greater than his prayer life so what is prayer and why is it so important what is prayer Before I answer that question, what is prayer? I've got just a handful of answers, not the answers, just some answers to that question of what is prayer. But before I get to that, let me address the answer to the question, who do we pray to? As followers of Jesus, we are praying to a living, loving God who hears us, cares about us, and is the only one who has the life and the power to save us and to answer our prayer. If we want our prayers heard and answered, then we must pray to the God who lives, loves, and listens. When we are talking to the Father, or when we're talking to the Son, or when we're talking to the Holy Spirit, and church, we can do we can talk to God in in any of the persons of the Godhead. And when we do, we're talking to the one who lives and loves and listens. And Jesus says in John fourteen that whatever we ask in his name, whatever we ask in his character, whatever we ha- ask with the with the desire that the father be glorified that he will do it so to whom we are praying matters and when we are praying wanting god to be honored is vital so what is prayer big question what is prayer but i've got seven answers that'll scratch the surface number 1 prayer is a conversation Billy Graham said this, prayer is simply a two-way conversation between you and God. Did you hear that? A two-way conversation between you and God. In prayer, you and I are invited by God to have a conversation with the creator of the universe, the God who made you and I, who knows about the most intimate details of our lives, that no one else knows about. And he says this, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. And God promises this, he will talk to us if we'll listen. And then he asks that if he talks, he wants us to do what? To listen. Isn't that courtesy in a conversation? I mean, isn't that just just simple courtesy? Otherwise, it's not a conversation, right? If I'm talking to Mike and I'm not listening to anything he has to say or if I don't pause and, and give him a chance to respond and talk, then it's not a conversation. Prayer is meant to be a conversation. And please understand this. We're not... We we don't have to be religious to pray. In fact, we're not supposed to be religious in prayer. In fact, we see that being religious in our prayers is actually a barrier to communication with God. What do I mean by that? Religious, being religious in prayers. Let me phrase it. In any time that we're not authentic or genuine or vulnerable with God, it's a hindrance it's not a help he wants to have a conversation with you and i matthew 6 5 through 7 says this and when you pray you must not be like hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners that they may be seen by others this is a condition of the heart in their heart they want to be seen Really I say to you they've already received their reward for when you pray go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will, will reward you and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do for they think that they will be heard for their many words so i want to point something out this is not saying that we can't pray in public it's not saying we can't pray out loud in public this really is about the condition of the heart it's about: Are we doing it just for some of recognition among men, or to be seen as holy and good? When you know what God wants us to come to Him, broken and real. See, He didn't come to save the whole. He came to save the broken. So when about being broken, we shouldn't despise that because we're talking about having a conversation with the one who can heal us and touch us and affirm us and give us identity and hope and strength and salvation. Only one who saves. So God tells us not to be religious in our prayers. Just talk. Just talk not. Throw out all the Christianese or religious things that we think god wants to hear volume does not matter i'm loud i'm just loud i'm I'm gonna be loud today watching football i'm just i'm loud so i'm not up here being loud to get anyone's attention this is just who i am but when we pray volumes that matter dear lord jesus thank you the lord like i heard you the whole neighborhood heard you not necessary dude repetition doesn't matter. Dear Lord Jesus, Holy Jesus, thank you God, Lord Jesus. We come to you now, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, Father, we come to you now and we say, Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, that, good Lord, what is that? But Do we think that that's going to get, I mean, what is that? Who talks like that? David, 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 sitting there, lovely Debbie, David, and the wonderful Abby David, wonderful David. Lunch, David. Do you like chicken, David? Would you like to have what what is that you guys we're supposed to just talk to god god you're so good god you really are good man i just i called out to you this morning cuz i just felt this funk and i couldn't shake it and i just asked for your help and i stopped thinking about it but next thing you know I, like you you turned you you blew away the cloud My heart just feels full so i just got to say thanks god you're awesome You know, it's really cool that that Dave is here um, as I'm preaching on prayer. Because when we first met, the day we met, I heard him pray for the first time. I'm like, oh, man, I just love hearing that dude pray. So authentic. And I remember something he prayed that I I included all the time in my prayer. Dave, you said, Lord, what an honor. What a privilege it is that you include me in your plan. And And I don't even know what you prayed after that. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's so true, and it's so authentic. Let's just be real with God, e- even with the bad guys. We can still be with God. And Lord, I just, Lord, I just feel absolutely horrible. I I don't feel happy. I don't even really want to be talking to you. I know that if I do, that you'll change this. But I'm letting you know right now, I am not into this right now. I'm doing it because. I guess deep down inside, it's a cry for help. And, and I just, would you touch me? I don't even know what you're going to do. And right now, I don't even feel full of faith that you're going to do it. But I'm just asking you, if you can, can you do something? God even likes that. God even likes that. Just be real. Just be authentic with Him. But then, like I said, it's a conversation. So what do you do next? What do you do next? You listen. Expectation is a key thing when it comes to prayer. Expecting to speak back. I've never heard the audible voice of God. Sounds like Sean Connery. He speaks in a Scottish accent. I've never heard it. I would love to. That's just, that'd be awesome. But I, I hear, the Bible tells me that he, he abides in my heart. That He lives in me and I live in Him. And so when I hear from the Lord, I just, it's this, sometimes it, maybe it's here, in my mind, because the Bible describes the heart as being the center of who we are, the heart, the mind, you know, the, the, the control center of who we are, not just this organ. And I just get this sense, I love you. Hey, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for reading out. Watch what I'm going to do. I mean, I'll just get this sense and just grab a hold of it. God doesn't want you and I to come to him trying to earn his attention or earn his favor. You've already, you've already got his attention. You've already got his attention. And the Bible says that through Jesus Christ, that when we believe in Jesus, that now we are favored of God. Because of the work of Jesus, and when we believe in him, we are favored by God. So you've already got his favor if you've believed in him. You already have his attention, whether you believe in him or not. His eyes are upon you. Just talk to God. listen respond repeat it's a conversation number one prayer is a conversation number two prayer is a connection through Jesus Christ you and I have unrestricted access to God Through Jesus Christ, we have unrestricted access to God. You don't need to come through a priest or a pastor to get access to God. You don't have to come into a holy place or a church to to get access to God. Because of Jesus, we have access to God all the time. Because Jesus died for our sin and rose from the grave, we can come confidently to connect with Him anytime we want. Robert Murray M. Shane, a minister in Slendon, a man who actually designed one of the very first systems of reading through the Bible in a year, a man of prayer, had this amazing quote. I love this quote. If I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, I would not fear a million enemies. Yet this makes no difference. He is praying for me. This is amazing. Jesus is praying for you. The Holy Spirit is praying for you. Jesus carried death and our sins to the Father on the cross. And he carries our prayers, Father, today. How amazing is that, that he prays for me, that he prays for you. And how amazing is it that we get to connect with God through our prayers. Friends, that alone should amp up our prayer life a thousandfold, that we get to connect with God when we pray. Hebrews 7.25 says this, Consequently, He is able, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through Him since he always lives to make intercession for them save to the uttermost those who draw near to god through him so when we pray we come in the name the character of jesus christ the authority of jesus christ we come to the father through jesus jesus said he Draw near me, I'll draw near to you. And in prayer, that's as an act of drawing near to God. In that conversation and that connection, it's an act of drawing near to God. Why does Jesus pray for us? Because he loves us. Because it connects us to God and it brings a closeness to God. That's what he wants. But check this out he prays for us because in doing so, Jesus fulfills his promise to never leave us romans 8 34 and 35 says this who is to condemn christ jesus is the one who died more than that who was raised and who is at the right hand of god who indeed is interceding for us who is praying for us who's standing in the gap for us now who shall separate us from the love of god Shall tribulation separate us from the love of God? Shall distress separate us from the love of God? Or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Will those things separate us from the love of God? No. Man, that's powerful. A few verses earlier, Paul said this. Verse 26, he said, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And aren't you guys thankful for that? That he helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. But the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints. Who are the saints? That's us. This is us. Not a trick question. Saints are us intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Once again, according to the will of God. That's key, you guys. When we spend time with the God, with, with God, we get a sense of what His will is. When we spend time in His Word, we, we gain understanding of what His will is. When we spend time in prayer and we conversate with Him, we know what His will is. If you spend two minutes with me and you conversate with me about, let's say, this church, in, in two minutes you'll know what my will is. What my desires, what my plan is, what my vision is, what my passion is, what's on my heart. In no time at all, when we pray, it does the same thing. 31, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, it's interesting, 2008 um, and just super hard year, super hard year. For me, hardest year of my life. Hardest year of my wife's life. Hardest year of my kids' lives. Two thousand and eight, hardest year of our lives. Not an exaggeration. That's the truth. So hard that I I started asking people, would you do me a favor and only pray scripture over me and nothing else? Because see, if, if someone's praying for me, they may or may not be praying the will of God. No matter how good their intentions are, they may or may not be praying the will of God. Because sometimes our emotions get in the way. Our best intentions get in the way. And I only want God to have His way. And so I started asking people, would you would you pray scripture when you're praying for us? Would scripture verse, us? And would you text it to me? And Kara and I had this this note, a shared note on our phones. And every time someone would would text one of us we'd copy that scripture put it in this note so we have this running list of prayers that have been prayed over us and we'll sit there in times and we'll read it and pray it lord and i'll read this and i'll say i say yes to this you say you're going to do this you say this is a promise you say you are mighty and i say yes to this and i ask you lord will you do what you said in your word you would do man in scripture it's powerful It's powerful. You don't know what to pray. It just said, we don't don't even know what to pray. The the Holy Spirit intercedes for us because at times we don't know how to pray or pray as we should. Pray scripture. Pray scripture. Pray the words of God that that he's already spoken and then say, yes, this is what I want, Lord. Yes, this is what I grab a hold of. Yes, of course I want to connect to God. Prayer is connection. Prayer is also a command. Jesus commands us to pray. Luke 18 1. And Jesus told them a parable to effect that they ought always to pray and not to lose heart. In 1 Thessalonians 5 17, Jesus commands us to pray without ceasing. Why would God command us to pray? Why would he command us to pray? Because he cares much about our good. And he knows us praying is good. It's for our good. And he loves us. And he wants us to do it. But he knows sometimes we're stupid dense. We're just dense. We're slow on the uptake. Or we're stubborn. Or we're the perfect storm of all of those things. I don't know. he commands us to pray because he knows it's good he knows it brings good he knows it connections it opens dialogue we don't pray for god's good we don't pray for god's good we pray for our good because that's why god's told us to pray for our good it draws us to him it connects us with him we pray for our good that's why he commanded us does that make sense prayer is a place of comfort number four When I'm in times of sorrow or heaviness or sickness or difficulty, weakness, I can come to Jesus and I can find comfort and I can cast all those things upon His shoulders and I can be comforted. I can be raw and I can be real and I can cry or I can shout, but I give. Can you imagine me inviting you over and inviting you into my home and then it just being the biggest mess in the world? There's so much, there's so much, there's so much yuck, so much garbage and clutter, but inviting you in and saying, hey, um, I give all this to you. I I just, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with the clutter. I don't know what to do with the filth. I feel hopeless to clean. And I just give it to you. Can can I leave it with you? Can I give it to you? Can you turn this into anything that's a semblance of purity or or cleanliness or beauty? I can't even imagine the beauty because there's so much dirt and filth. You see, it sounds really challenging when we present it in that aspect of me flawed person to you flawed person. But it's not that way when it comes to Jesus. That's exactly what we can do. Would you come in? And I, I know as soon as you're, I know as soon as you're in, you're seeing all the filth. You're, you, you, there's so much there. There's hurt and junk. And can I give it to you? And And then would you comfort me so I don't feel bad about it? Would you comfort me so that I feel like this is exactly what you had in mind all along, which is exactly what he did. It's exactly what he had in mind when he paid the price for our sin and for our shame and for curse. That's exactly what he had in mind. And so we can do just that. Come on in, Lord. And as you come in, all this garbage I give to you. All the shame I give to you. All the heaviness. Prayer is a place of comfort. Do you, do you need a place of comfort? I need a place of comfort. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary, and all of you who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. If I can just pause after that fourth point. Friends, we have got to make prayer a priority. We've got some priority. It's got, it's got to matter. We can't just be flipping about it. We can't just think, oh, at some point today I'm going to pray. All right, let's say we're going to Chick-fil-A. Going to Chick-fil-A, we go to the drive-thru, we order a spicy chicken sandwich, we order the waffle fries. Up until recently, we would have ordered, we would have ordered a, uh, the uh, chocolate chip peppermint shake. It's glorious. It's gone now heat shake is coming soon. So for now it's cookies and cream shake. But. So we get our spicy chicken, our waffle fries. And then at the end, after we've ordered that, what do they say? Would you like any sauce? Yeah, I want sauce. Do I look like a villain? Of course I want sauce. I'll have some Chick-fil-A sauce and I need some ketchup and mayonnaise and, and I need the buffalo sauce. Yeah, thank you. Bam. Yeah. But see, a lot of times we treat prayer like that. We're like, yeah, yeah, I need prayer. Sure, sure, it's the sauce. Buffalo sauce, sauce it's, awesome. it's not an afterthought. Prayer is not supposed to be an afterthought. It's not supposed to be an add-on. It's not supposed to be a condiment. And our prayers are supposed to go deeper than Lord press grandma and grandpa, Lord, you know, you know, bless you know, Uncle Bob, and Lord bless the person who packages the condiments at Chick-fil-A. Prayer is the meat. Prayer, it's, man, it's... So how do you prioritize prayer? Be intentional about it. How about this? Whatever time you set your alarm to in the morning, how about you set it ten minutes earlier? And you get up ten minutes. Ten minutes. And pray for ten minutes in the morning. There's... The book of Acts is full of prayer. Do you know that there's 28 chapters in the book of Acts and every chapter mentions prayer? Every one. So knowing that Acts is so intentional about prayer, and they prayed about everything. They prayed for everyone, about everything. Acts is a book of prayer. So there's an acronym that we get from the book of Acts. And we can treat our prayer life like it's. I mean, we can come to the Lord however we want, but this is a really cool way to remember. So, A acts, adoration. We come and we adore Him, Lord, you're so good. Lord, I adore you. Lord, I love you. Lord, you're so worthy of our praise. And then, C confession is beautiful, confession's awesome, it brings wholeness and freedom, Lord. I come to you and I'm, I just want you to know I confess that I, I just really do it, Lord God. Or I did this, I did this, Lord. I didn't do this. Lord, I told you I was going to do this. I didn't, Lord. And I just, I know you already know it, God. But, but you tell me to confess. And so I'm confessing my sins to you, Lord. And, and in hearing these things, God, I know I'm a flawed man. I'm a flawed woman. And I need a perfect Savior. Tea. Thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that you don't judge me, that you don't shame me. Lord, I thank you that you hear me. Lord, I thank you even now you're unfolding goodness to me that I haven't even asked you for because you're so good. And then S, supplication. Supplication is a word we don't use very often, but it fits the acronym. Supplication means asking. Asking. And then we, can, then we ask. Lord, I'm in need of your strength today. Lord, I'm in need of your healing. Lord, I need your direction. What do you want me to do? You know, it's interesting. The disciples, they asked Jesus to teach, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Why do you think they did that? I think they wanted to be like Jesus. I think that's that's part of it. They wanted to be like Jesus but here's one of the things I think they asked him teach us to pray they saw how much Jesus prayed they saw how much Jesus prioritized prayer they saw how often Jesus prayed and then they saw the incredible ways that God used Jesus Jesus in power and in miracles and in their hearts they said I want to be used in that same way and I see the way Jesus treasures prayer so, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? I believe part of it was, I want to be used in the same way. You guys, the power of God is the fruit of intimacy with God. The power of God is just the fruit of intimacy with Him, of just being with Him. It's the fruit of closeness with God. Prayer is a place of conflict. The Bible shows us we've got enemies. The flesh, the worry of rebellion against God and the devil and the demonic. Prayer is a place of conflict where we go to battle. Where, where There's so many battles that are often won in prayer. Number six, prayer is a place of capitulation. Another word we don't use. Anyone know what capitulation means? Friender. Capitulate! Never! It's a place of surrender. It's a place of surrender. And it was even a place of surrender for Jesus. When he taught them how to pray, he taught them in Matthew six ten, your kingdom come, your will be done. Surrender on earth as it is in heaven. And then Jesus himself demonstrated this in verse 39 of Matthew 26. Jesus fell on his face and he prayed saying, my father, it's possible. Let this up. Passed from me, but nevertheless, not my will. But your will be done. Last one. Prayer is crucial. guys, it's not Chick-fil-a sauce, man. I don't care. I mean it's it's crucial. It's got to be a part of our life. And we got to make prayer an intentional part of our lives. In the morning. At night at lunchtime, on the drive. Man, pray in the Spirit all the time. Pray in the Spirit as often as you can. If only we had, I don't know, if only we had some sort of organized prayer here at church. Like a set time, or like a set days of the week or something. I don't know. Maybe days at 6.45 to 7.30. 45 minutes of prayer? Be intentional about it. Put it in your calendar. I'm coming to prayer this week. Do you know we have of prayer in this large classroom, classroom number three, because we have signs up now that says classroom number three. Um, thank you. Thank you. We have prayer from 9.15 to 9.30 every Sunday. It's 15 minutes and it's awesome. Am I exaggerating? People who come to pre-service prayer, am am I just making this bigger than it is? I think it's awesome. For 15 minutes we pray. And it's powerful. And then we come out of them just ready to to love on each other and to to believe God for big things and to be used of God because He's given us gifts to strengthen. So let's schedule prayer and let's share prayer. Share prayer. How, How do we share prayer? We pray for brother. another. We tell people we're praying for one another. We text people a prayer. We text people a scripture. We share prayer. We're just intentional about it. Prayer is not this religious thing. It's not some religious obligation. I, I hope that's been conveyed. I hope that in, in sharing what I've shared, I've pointed you to Jesus who just wants to dialogue with you. Conversation. He, he he's listening and he wants you to talk to him. Young people? He's listening. He just wants you to talk to him. Old people. He's listening. He just wants us to talk. And then he wants us to listen and repeat. Can we stand on our feet for a moment? I just let's just close out. With just a little bit of lifting up the name of Jesus. And the whole time, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to purpose in your heart to purpose prayer. To purpose prayer. To purpose it to be intentional. It's wonderful. Don't we want to connect with God and be comforted by Him? Don't we want to conflict against the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? And to connect with God who came to give us life and life to the fullest so let's just take a moment just to worship the lord and even right there where we are purpose prayer in your heart to to make it a priority